Hey, so I'm not sure if you heard, but we are bringing back the private practice bootcamp experience. So listen, this will not be an ordinary bootcamp. Yes, that's right. We are glowing up your experience and your private practice. So what does this mean? Are you truly ready to glow up your private practice and your life? So I'm talking about crafting a big vision. Stop playing small. Who does that? Okay. We are dreaming big beyond just clarifying your niche. We are actually going to build up your confidence in your business as an abundant CEO. Now, listen, I've had the opportunity to host over 25 boot camps in the last five to six years. And I know that I am really good at teaching and delivering that information. But one thing that I have noticed that is missing with therapists right now is that they need a hype woman. They need someone to encourage them to show up and to glow up boldly and unapologetically. So here are the details. We start on May 20th. We are going strong for four days with also a bonus money session. We also have added our Facebook group with challenges and activities. Listen, y'all, we working. So in order to sign up to participate in all pieces, I want you to head down to the show notes and get on the bootcamp experience list so that you can get started with us. Now, also our private practice signature program DTA will also be opening soon. So make sure that you check the show notes and get on that notification list as well so that you can be the first to know about all the juicy bonuses that we have coming down the pipeline. It is glow up season. I will see you in the bootcamp. Hey, mental health therapists, have you been wondering if you should create a wait list for your private practice? I know this is something that a lot of therapists are thinking. So if you want the answer to this question, make sure that you tune in to today's podcast episode. Welcome to the Branding for Abundance podcast. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and success coach. My goal on this podcast is to simply teach you how to proclaim your victory in your relationships, academic and career endeavors, business, money, and your mindset. Learn some simple tools and techniques to brand your life for abundance and live your epic lifestyle. Welcome back to the Branding for Abundance podcast, where we talk about all mental health things to help therapists build profitable businesses and lifestyles. So I am your host, Dr. TK, licensed clinical psychologist and number one therapist business coach. And in today's episode, we are continuing busting some myths and we will be covering a particular topic about should therapists create a wait list for their private practice. And so if you hadn't had a chance to review my previous episode, I started this myths series because of some statements, comments, or questions that have come through my Instagram feed in terms of therapists being stuck with what direction to take in their business. And they're also preventing growth in their business as well. And so if this is your first time tuning in to the video, because we also have a audio podcast, is my setup is that I have notes in front of me just so that I can make sure that I include all the details because I don't wanna leave anything out. So let's go into the first myth, okay? More so like a statement that therapists have made at least in my stories on Instagram. And so the first one is therapists should not have a wait list because clients need to be seen right now, right? That is a statement that we get. And so the method of me answering these questions and make sure that you have your pen and paper is that we will first cover having a better quality question, meaning we need to reword the question or the statement. 
Also, I will help you reframe in which you can take massive action on some of the suggestions or tips that I share with you today. And so a better quality question to the myth of therapists should not have a wait list um, because clients need to be seen right now is how can I attend to potential clients' needs while on my wait list? That is a better question that you want to ask yourself. So in terms of reframing that question and breaking it down into more actionable steps, is that you can still collect information during a consultation. Now, if you are not doing a consultation, it does not allow you or you're not allowing yourself to screen clients to determine their level of care to decide if they actually should go on a waiting list. Some of the clients who come to therapy are very much so high functioning And the fact of the matter is they waited so long to even find you or they waited so long for a therapist to call them back that some of the clients are more willing to wait on a therapist who is a good match for them versus being put on a wait list like a clinic and they know nothing about you. So you can conduct a consultation to ensure that the client is a good match for you. You can also request permission from the client to put them on the wait list. So let's just say you have a consultation and you deem that the client is a very good match for your therapeutic services, but you literally clash with availability or you have no spots. You can actually ask the client if they're okay with you putting them on your wait list and allow them to make the choice. Okay, so I do want to share a story with you in terms of me being able to move clients to my wait list and actually what happened. So I spoke about this in the previous episode in terms of me going out on maternity leave and I had a caseload of about 25. And so during that time of me seeing some of my clients still on leave and then of course during my regular maternity leave because I was put on bed rest the first portion unexpectedly for approximately four and a half months. I was on regular maternity leave for three months because I had an emergency C-section. And so at the time I was in my own coaching program in a mastermind, they were teaching us about branding and marketing. And I really just decided while I was on my couch to dive into my coaching programs and dedicate a lot more time since all I got is time, right? And so what I started to do is build a wait list of clients. And the only reason I did this at that time, because it really wasn't on my radar was that one of the potential clients said, I know that you said you're on maternity leave. I really want to see you. I've been you know, trying to find a therapist for six months and you by far are the person that I feel like would be a good match. So something in my intuition told me, go ahead and have a consultation with this potential client. And if she is a good match, then we will move forward. So I just did a quick phone consultation, literally like 10 minutes. It was a good match. And then she said, I'll wait. When are you going to be available? And I said, not until May on this day. She said, I'll wait. She literally waited for a few months to see me in therapy. Now, of course, I did my due diligence with following up when it got closer to the date, but you can do that as well if it's getting closer to the date of you being able to have openings to see if they are willing or available to come into therapy at that time. Okay. Now, another thing you want to consider based off the story that I shared with you is just making sure that when you put people on the wait list, that they are your client avatar. They are your ideal client. You just don't want to be increasing a wait list just to say that you have a wait list that is not conducive to high quality care in the mental health field. Okay. So 
you may be wondering, well, wow, you know, I want to learn how to do this consultation process. Stay tuned. I really hope that you're enjoying today's podcast episode. And yes, I am interrupting my own podcast to invite you to check out the Dope Therapist Academy, also known as DTA. We help therapists move from living check to check, not seeing their ideal clients in their practice, feeling overwhelmed as a result of running their practice by themselves and not seeing real profits in their business. All you have to do is head down to the show notes and click on the Dope Therapist Academy or visit us at www.drtk.com forward slash DTA. This program has helped numerous of therapists in over 30 states and it can help you too. The DTA program is perfect for any therapist or clinician either starting or revamping a private practice to experience exponential growth and earn 10K months or something better. So in just less than 60 days, our five-step profitable brand model will teach you the strategies to build your dream caseload for your ideal clients, create a profitable business blueprint so that you can have your dream schedule, gain clarity about your niche so that you can add streams of income beyond your wildest dreams, develop a wealth mindset as a business owner, not just an entrepreneur, so that your private practice can generate true profits, press the automation button in your back office so that your business can run effectively and efficiently while you live abundantly, and lastly, we'll help you delegate tasks to complete and accomplish the freedom lifestyle that you deserve. So regardless if you're a newbie, existing private practice business owner, or you have a private practice on the side part-time, you deserve to create a business and lifestyle full of abundance. So to learn more about the Dope Therapist Academy program, be sure to click the link in the show notes. And now let's tune back into our podcast episode. Okay, so now that we're back and you learned more about DTA, let's continue diving into should you build a waiting list for your practice? And so myth number two is sitting on a wait list can make clients' symptoms worse. So let's ask a better quality question, which is what information are you providing to the potential client to explain your waitlist process. That's one, because if clients don't understand the waitlist process, we don't want them to get a misunderstanding of A, we're their therapist already when we're not. And then B is, should they be waiting or should they be doing something else? And so let's talk about some actionable, reframing that statement, uh, actions that you can do right now. Okay. So first be careful and clear about what is your waitlist process? What is a waitlist for your private practice? Be clear on the follow-up process. Now in the Academy, we, we literally give our clients a script and steps of what to do during a consultation, during a wait list, and what to tell those potential clients. But I'm not going to leave you hanging. And so I would suggest that you figure out or learn more about the Academy and figure out a way to follow up with these clients as you get closer and closer to the opening date and really make a template of what you're going to tell these clients every single time you have to call someone back or email someone back, because this is something that you can delegate to 
someone on your team eventually to make those phone calls because I'm all for like lifestyle of abundance and leveraging your time and getting your time back. So I'm all about creating systems in the beginning of your business journey or in your revamping your private practice so that you can truly work your ideal schedule and you don't have to worry about all of the small tedious tasks that you can delegate out to an assistant. Um, Alongside of being clear with your follow-up process, you also want to be clear about any recommendations that you're giving a potential client versus clinical interventions or suggestions. Remember, they're not your client yet. So you have no legal or ethical responsibility to give them five referrals. Now, I choose to give people referrals or share with them how to navigate through the mental health system just because that's part of my character and the fact that they extended an olive branch and they called me for mental health services, I don't want to leave them hanging. It was a big deal to ask to start therapy, okay? And so I'll share with you something that actually came up in the Dope Therapist Academy in one of our coaching calls. What we teach our students is how to create, as I mentioned, a consultation process. And what our students start to find out once they were implementing our program, honestly, in the first two weeks, was that our therapists were able to manifest their ideal clients. They were able to charge their value, meaning raise their rates. Um, Some clients were able to show up more on social media, and we have tactics about that. And so our clients, some of them ran into a standstill, a barrier, because they were like, well, what am I supposed to do? My ideal clients are still contacting me, but I don't have any room in my caseload, but I don't want to tell them no, and I don't want to turn them away. So that's when we will start talking to our students about have they considered a wait list? And if they are starting to pull out some of these myths in terms of it'll make them worse, I don't want them to wait, then we need to deal with limiting beliefs as a mental health provider because we cannot share that we have a wait list if we don't believe that a wait list is conducive to our practice, okay? And so because our students are able to create a client framework, also known as a client funnel in the marketing world, Our clients, our students are provided step-by-step of how to introduce a wait list to a client, what to say when the client is on the wait list, and then what to do to either move the client from wait list to active or remove the client from the wait list altogether, okay? So um, now we're going to move into myth number three. Therapists, this is probably one of my favorites, therapists cannot abandon clients and put them on a wait list, right? So let's ask a real deep, deep quality question. Are they actually your damn therapy client? The answer to that is simply no, okay? They are not your client. Therefore, how can you abandon someone who is not your client yet according to our APA ethical guidelines? So a more reframe question that we wanna look at is, An individual becomes your client once they say yes to you being their therapist and they also sign the consent waiver along with any other policies and procedures forms that you have. And even after that, they need to show up to the intake session because I've had clients who do all the paperwork, they've done the consultation, I deem that they're a good match. And then they don't even show up for the intake session. So then their case is closed. So even though they were my client on paper, I technically have not gathered enough 
thorough intake information for them to be my client. And so you want to be very clear about your APA ethical guidelines as it pertains to you letting up some weight off of your shoulders in terms of what you should and should not do with potential clients. That's the key phrase is potential clients. So you cannot abandon someone who's not your client yet. You can provide, as we mentioned in myth number two, recommendations and referral resources. Be very clear because you're not their therapist yet. You are not to give clinical implications. You are not to diagnose someone from a 15-minute consultation. You are not to give them clinical interventions, but you can guide them to self-help books. A lot of my students that are in my mastermind, they are mental health therapists in their private practice, but they also have digital products. They have workbooks. They have online courses. So if those things are beneficial to this potential client to maybe Help them hold on to you while they're on the wait list if they don't find another therapist in the in-between because that's a part of my referral process is still look because I don't want their symptom or their situation to get worse, but I'm also not going to diagnose them or give them clinical interventions because I cannot follow up with them. You have not conducted a thorough intake to give clinical interventions. So as a recap today, we've talked about certain thoughts or limiting beliefs or what we would consider myths that come up for mental health therapists in terms of, is it okay to create a wait list? And I really hope what you can take away from this episode today is that it is perfectly fine to create a wait list for your private practice, but you just want to make sure that you are clear with the people who call or email your office and that you are also clear about what boundaries in terms of what you can and should not ethically provide. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you are watching on the video, please make sure to give me a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel. Also drop down to the, um, I was about to say the show notes, but drop down to the comment box and let me know what was your biggest takeaway and what are other things that you want to learn about in terms of having a profitable manifested private practice or mental health business because we do or I do talk about other streams of income as it relates to mental health businesses. Now, if you're listening on the podcast, um, make sure that you follow us as well on iTunes. Um, Give us your feedback there as well. Anytime that you give feedback, it lets the platforms know that people are listening or watching. This information is really helpful and they will also share this information with other people. And let's be quite frank, there are not a lot of therapists doing what I am doing and still doing the work. I still have a private practice, everyone. So I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast. I will see you in the next one. Share it with a therapist friend. Continue to manifest abundance and I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode today. I am super excited to see your growth in your business, career, money, and relationships. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych, where you can find daily inspiration and tips to live your abundant lifestyle.